Welcome to the New Beginnings Fellowship Podcast. Wherever you're listening, we hope you're encouraged by today's message. Well, good morning. I am so excited to be here this morning. I have to forewarn you, I've been a bit of a crybaby today, so just bear with me. I don't know about you guys, but I think I might have the best job here in the world. Um, These kids were so precious, and didn't they do a great job leading us in worship? So, so good. Um, Let me introduce myself in case you guys do not know who I am. My name is Amber Harmon, and I have the wonderful honor of being the next-gen director here at New Beginnings, and like I said, it's the best job in the world. Um, I'm married to Matt, who is the associate pastor here, and we have four children, uh, Kirsten, Sophie, Carson, and Bella, and they range in ages 14 to 20. And we have a 20-year-old, guys. If that doesn't age us, I don't know what would. But um, anyway, parenting is one of my most favorite things, too. And so I am excited to be able to talk to you guys a little bit about that today. Um, But first, we are going to grab our Bibles. If you brought your Bible here today, grab your Bible and open it to Matthew 18. We're going to start there. Matthew 18 starting in verse two. And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, and right here, just so you guys all know, this is Jesus talking to his disciples and they had been asking him before this, um, tell us who's the greatest. And so he brings in a child and it goes on to say, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Okay, guys, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak here today. Lord, I pray that this message is of you, God. We submit this message to you, all of the words that they are yours, Lord. Um, I pray for these kids and youth who have been with us today. I know they've been planning and preparing Um, I pray that you just continue to be with them throughout the rest of the day and the next service, Lord, and I pray that you bless them. I pray for every single person who is here today, Lord, that you just open their hearts today to be able to receive your message, and we thank you for this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we started off by saying that Children are the greatest in heaven. And so if you are here today and you don't understand the importance of kids, you are missing out. Just like what Marlene said here a second ago, it's crazy. That verse that she spoke about, that's the same verse I was opening with and we hadn't even talked about it. And so I think God is really trying to tell us all today who the greatest of them is um, in heaven is children. And so they are the future of this church. Uh, We have an amazing team. So with NextGen, if you don't know what that is, that is um, ranging from ages of birth to young adults, which is a huge range of ages. And so it takes really a village to be able to make that possible. And so right now, I would just really like to have all of our kids, youth, and young adult volunteers, team members to stand up We want to honor you. We want to acknowledge what you guys are doing for this church and these kids, and we just want to thank you. Thank you so much. You guys can be seated. 
as you can see, we even have some youth. We have youth that are pouring into our kids, and I just love that so much. Um, so in here, if you are a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a big brother, a big sister, a leader at your job, maybe you're a teacher or a coach, I want you to know that this message today is for you. Today, we're gonna be talking about discipleship. And at the beginning of this year, whenever we were getting ready to actually roll over into January, so actually in December, Pastor Richard started encouraging the staff to really focus in on one thing for 2023 for each of our departments. And in our staff meetings, I kept picking up on something that he was saying. He kept saying, this next year we need to grow deeper, grow deeper, grow deeper. I kept hearing that, and so as I was praying for Next Gen Ministries, I began to pray and was like, God, how do we grow deeper? And as I was praying, I realized that God was really showing me that discipleship is what we needed to do to grow deeper this year. And so that has been our focus for this year, and I've gotten together with my team, and we've been able to talk about what that means. How can we disciple these kids and youth and young adults? And so we came up with some discipleship trackers and we're gonna start using them. We talked about them in our last meeting, and this is really going to be able to uh, help these kids go from coming to church, actually getting to church, to growing into a disciple and being able to go out and make other disciples. And so I'm excited to start implementing that. And actually, Pastor Jeremy just came up with one for leaders that we're gonna start implementing as well, and I'm super excited about that. With that being said, we understood as a team that it was important that all of our kids who came through the door had a copy of God's living word. And so at the beginning of the year, we bought a bulk of Bibles, and we've talked about it before on a Sunday, but I'm excited to say that we've given over 30 Bibles already this year to kids and youth who needed one. And so that is so awesome. Thank you guys for giving to that um, and making that happen. And with this, we wanted to make sure that the kids were able to know how to use it. And we wanted to make sure that they were words working with them on uh, memorizing scripture. And so today I've asked a couple of kids to come and show you guys something that they have learned. So if I could have the preschoolers first. They're gonna come up here and they are going to tell you guys their memory verse. Okay, what mic did you get? Chad, one, this one right here. Is this a mic? That's a little mic. This one? Okay, okay, right over here. Here, hold on one second. I might have to hold it down. Oh, okay. You guys want to say it too? Hey, come on over here. You can say it together. The elementary kids have been, um, they have another verse that they would like to share with you. Come on up here, boys. We're going to use this microphone right here. All right. Ender and Hudson, 
Do you think you can say it really loud for that microphone to hear you? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Say it loud and proud. <laughs> All right, great job, guys. I'm so proud of you. Hudson, you gonna do it now? Okay. All right, high five. Great job. Great job, guys. I'm so proud of you. Um, all right, and so the next thing I want to show you guys is how we've been learning how to memorize the books of the Bible so they have it a way of knowing how to find their uh, verses. So you guys wanna come up, up here? We have three more volunteers for you guys, and they're going to recite the books of the Bible. You guys can all do it together right there in that microphone. Sunday. If you didn't see it on Facebook, we had a Facebook event, and it was supposed to happen a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago. And as I was preparing the message, our theme verse comes in Matthew 28. And I actually, as I was preparing it, I was like, this really needs to come after Easter to go in order. And, uh, but unfortunately, my husband got sick and spent some time in the hospital. And uh, we ended up having Next Gen Sunday happen after Easter. So it's crazy how God's timing works everything out. And so our Theme verse, and it's on all of our t-shirts, is Matthew 28, 19. It says, it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. And so this is happening whenever Jesus comes back. So last week we talked about how Jesus was living here on earth, he uh, died as the ultimate sacrifice, and he rose three days later. And so we celebrated Resurrection Sunday last Sunday, and then today, this verse comes whenever Jesus comes back, and he's talking to his disciples, and he's saying, hey, you need to go and make disciples. He's giving them an assignment here. And so um, this assignment didn't stop with just the disciples. This, disi this assignment is for all of us who are disciples. So what is a disciple? A personal follower of Jesus Christ. So who is a disciple? If you are in here today and you are a believer in Christ and you believe that he died for you, he's your savior, guess what? 
You are a disciple. So this passage here is for you. We all have an assignment here. He is saying to all of us, go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Here at MBF Church, we have kind of shown you today so far that we have said yes to the assignment of discipling your children. And we are asking you to say yes to discipling them as well. We've been talking about how the church has been discipling, and we understand, though, as a team, that we only have about 40 hours a year on average with your kids, and that's coming, you know, pretty often to church. And you guys, as parents in here, and even as grandparents, aunts and uncles, you guys have more time with them. If you're a parent in here, you have an average of 3,000 hours with your child each um, year. And so when I was talking to my team about this idea of discipling being our focus this year, I told them what I'm gonna tell you. I told them that it has to happen first in your home. And I, I love uh, that in Jewish culture, they pray the prayer of Deuteronomy 6 over their families twice daily as a reminder that God is one. It's called the Shema prayer. Did I say that right? Where's your mind? Shema? Shema! Shema prayer. <laughs> I have, I always get that wrong. But anyway, Shema means here in Hebrew. And it begins the most important prayer in Judaism in Deuteronomy 6. So if you will read that with me, Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and should talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This is a perfect picture of discipling your family. I love how it talks about being with them, sitting in the house, walking by the way, lying down, and um, talking to them continuously. This is family discipleship right here. You know, with my job, I'm asked a lot about family discipleship, and I love that, and I love studying it, and I've been studying it for a long time, but I have to tell you guys, I am not an expert, and I am not a perfect parent. You can ask my kids. Um, and my kids are not perfect kids, and that's okay. I am perfectly fine with that. I know that, you know, with us not being perfect parents, our kids can learn from us, and with them not being perfect kids, we can learn from them too. And so that's just a little disclaimer for you guys as we continue. I'm not an expert. I, when I started this journey a long time ago with parenting, I remember I was thinking, how am I gonna disciple my kids? And I thought, who is the best leader of all time? Who is it, guys? Jesus. And so I did a lot of studying on how Jesus led his disciples. And so we're going to talk about how Jesus models perfect discipleship. He was always being intentional with his people. We see him giving the disciples um, hands-on experience, and we see him showing how to care for others. So today we're going to focus three ways on how 
Jesus discipled well. And the first way is Jesus was incredible at building relationships. I love this quote from Crossway today. I think it explains it perfectly. It says, Jesus made disciples out of the original 12 apostles by living with them and experiencing life together. He did this in addition to sharing his teachings. Jesus didn't make them into disciples through a single moment. The moment each chose to follow Jesus and give up their old lives, they became disciples, but that was only the beginning. By living with Jesus, he made them into more complete disciples. Therefore, what Jesus has done for them, they can also do for others. This is Jesus' desire expressed in the commandment. When it comes to building relationships with our kids, we need to take initiative. We need to make sure we are spending quality time with them and quantity time with them. There is a lie out there that it doesn't matter how much time you spend with your kids, but it's just the quality of it. Don't believe that lie. Our kids need us. They need us to spend time with them. And whenever we're spending time with them, we want to bring them along and the things that we enjoy doing. I know whenever my, as my kids have been growing up, I would take them to the grocery store with me. I would take them to restaurants. I would, I would do life with my kids. When we would have small group, I would bring them with us. Um, and, but I think it's important that we remember that they like to do things too. And we need to be participating in the things that they like to do. It, whether it's playing video games, coloring, painting, whatever your kids enjoy doing, make sure that you are doing that with them. Just the other night, we've been in a long season of ball games, ball games almost every single night of the week, and we had a random night off, and it was beautiful weather outside. And we went outside, and I was wanting to really just, you know, work on my message, and Bella wanted to play volleyball. Of course, she loves volleyball. And she had a volleyball, and she was hitting against the house, and that was her partner. The house was her partner. <laughs> so I was sitting there trying to study, and I was watching her, and I was like, I probably should be playing this with her. And she's like, we play, we play. And so I finally got up. She had a blast with it because I am not as good at volleyball as she is. And so she had a great time making fun of me on how I was hitting it wrong. But it was a great time of spending with her. And I, I think we need to remember this. Some of the best times with these kids is first thing in the morning and the last thing at night, talking to them. Um, those were always some of my favorite times. But Jesus wasn't, you know, as him being our model, he wasn't only interested in spending time with us. Um, he was on a mission. Jesus wanted to make the Father known to us. It says in John 1, 18, no one has ever seen God, the only God, who is, the, who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. So Jesus, through his words, his actions, his character and nature, revealed the Father to us. He showed us who the Father is. So when you do spend time with your loved ones, make sure you're seizing the moment to talk to them about Jesus and sharing your relationship with him. You know, when my kids were little, and they were first born. So all of you parents in here who have babies and toddlers, I don't want you to tune out on the spending time with your kids or teaching them about Jesus because I know that you can start it at a very young age. Whenever my kids were little and it was time to bathe them, I would be talking to them and I would be washing their feet and I would be like, do you know who made your feet? 
God made your feet. Do you know who made your hands? God made your hands, and he loves you so much. And so I began talking to them about that at such a young age. I wanted them to know who their creator was. And it wasn't until about a couple, like four years into Sophie's life that I started to realize that she was understanding some of this stuff. And we had gone into a Christian bookstore and uh, she had a little purse on her, I remember this, and we got up to pay. And as we were paying, she saw these little pink New Testament Bibles up on the counter and she was like, mommy, mommy, can you buy all those Bibles? For me, and I was like, Why? And she's like, I want to tell everybody about Jesus so they can go to heaven with me. And I was like, Oh my goodness, of course. single person knew about Jesus so that they could go to heaven with her. Shouldn't we be like four-year-old Sophie with our faith and talking to people about Jesus? That should be our main focus. Another thing that I'd like to mention about Jesus and uh, relationships is he knew how to prioritize them. Jesus never let anyone get between his relationship with his heavenly father and that that relationship was his number one. So the first relationship we need to think about is our own personal relationship with God. And so you in here today, I want you to be thinking about that. Where are you at right now with God? When, think back, maybe you found Jesus at a young age. Think back to that moment. Think about it. Write it down. And I encourage you to share it with your children. Tell them about it. Secondly, if you are married here today, how is your relationship with your spouse? This relationship must come second. And it can actually be an incredible way to disciple the next generation in showing grace and truth to our spouse. If we are being patient, kind, generous, encouraging, selfless, and lighthearted towards our husband or our wife, they are learning how to honor God in that relationship later on in life. And then thirdly, your relationship with your kids, or maybe this is your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, they matter and they must be invested in, but they cannot come first. Um, Next, we're going to look at how Jesus modeled and taught and mentored. Throughout all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see Jesus modeling love, forgiveness, servant leadership, patience, kindness, gentleness, obedience, friendship, and prayer, just to name a few. One place in scripture that we really can see Jesus not just telling the disciples how to live, but actually showing them, comes from John 13, starting in verse 3. So if you guys will turn to John 13, we're going to start reading in verse 3. This is a long passage, so bear with me as we are reading it. Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. 
Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Jesus led by example. He shows us the most important way to disciple others is to lead by example. He didn't just tell the disciples to do the right thing. He actually lived it out. We've heard it before, but washing others' feet was the job of the lowest servant. Jesus lived a life putting others before himself, and we ought to do the same. Sometimes how we live says way more than words ever could. Another significant part of the relationship with God um, that Jesus modeled is prayer. Actually, the disciples would come to him and they would say, Lord, teach me how to pray. And that was because he was always fervent in praying to his God. And they wanted a part of that. So I want to just encourage you guys as you start discipling your family to start with prayer. Start praying as a family. Praying can be scary if you are new to it. And I totally relate to that. I did not become a Christian until I was 18 years old. And I remember praying in front of people was so scary. And even as I started with my, get, uh, Matt and I got married, I would be nervous to pray in front of him. And I was even sometimes nervous to pray in front of the kids. It can be scary, but guess what? God knows you. He made you. He knows your heart and he loves you and it's, he's going to help you with it. And your kids love you too. So don't let that stop you. The last couple of weeks have been hard in the Harmon family, and, um, but some of the times that we've grown the closest is when it's hard, and we have to lean on each other and pray together as a family. All right, so lastly, the third point we have um, is Jesus shows us how to hand it over. Matthew 28, at the end of that verse, our theme verse, it says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of age. Jesus is telling the disciples that even though he's handed it over to them to make disciples, to remember that he is always going to be with them. So this tells us as we rise up to the challenge, as we rise up to our assignment, that God is also going to be with us. And parents in here, as you are thinking like you've got some time before you hand it over, I just want to say this time of parenting can be short, and we know this all too well. You know, uh, the last season that we've been in is one where our kids are leaving the nest. And so uh, with Sophia, she turns 18 in two days. And sorry, told you I've been a crybaby today. And I just hope and pray that I have done my job in discipling her. And I know as she leaves our home, we're still going to continue discipling her. She's not getting away from us. But I know 
that she has her heavenly father right there with her that is going to help her every single day and he's always going to be with her when i was thinking of an example to share with you guys to kind of show you what this you know handing it over is like we've been in this season also of our kids learning how to drive and we have three drivers now, which is so crazy. Um, but, you know, whenever they were growing up, we ho- were hoping that we were modeling good driving, you know. Um, and then when it came time to give them the keys to start learning how to drive, Matt had a different idea than I did about that. Um, his idea was hand the kids the keys and let's go see what they can do on 248 and all the curves. And my idea was uh, let's go to parking lots and start there. Um, but there did come a time when we had to hand them the keys. They got their license and we had to let them go and trust God with them. Um, but if you are in here today and you don't know where to start, you don't have to jump in. All, you don't have to be like Matt and go all the way, you know, with the keys in. <laughs> um, and saying you can jump in the deep end with that. You can actually start uh, slower. You can start with praying with your family. You don't have to read the whole Bible at one time. You can start with the Gospels. And you can start sharing your testimony as a family. And... But in order, guys, to be, to disciple your family, you have to be a disciple. You cannot give what you do not have. And if you are here today and you do not know Jesus and you do not currently have a relationship with him, I just want to encourage you to make that decision today. Start today on Next Gen Sunday and start discipling your family to get together today. If you guys will bow your heads with me, we're going to say a prayer all together. And this prayer is uh, to help you guys make that first decision. And it's not just a one moment decision. This decision is one that's a journey that we would love to come alongside you and help you on. Um, but I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna say a prayer and I'm gonna ask you guys to repeat it after me all together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that your blood washes away all of my sin. I choose to follow you the rest of my life. Lord, I just pray right now that anyone in here today that has made that decision, Lord, I pray that you give them boldness and courage as they start this journey to be able to reach out to us, to be able to tell people that they've made this decision. And I thank you for what you are doing in here today, God. I know you are moving hearts, Lord, and I am thankful. Thank you so much. If you are in here today and you made this decision for the very first time, I'm going to ask you guys to be bold and brave. I'm going to ask you guys to look up at me. And the reason why I'm asking you to look up at me is so that I can 
see you and we can pray this week together. Lord, I thank you for everyone who's able to be bold and brave to look at me. Guys, we have people who got saved in here for the very first time and we are gonna celebrate that. We are so excited. If you made that decision today for the very first time, I'm gonna ask you to do a couple of things. Please reach out to someone you know that is following Jesus so you're not on this journey alone. Secondly, if you guys will grab a connection card in the seat back and take it over to the lobby, make sure you let us know that you made that decision today so that we can come alongside you in this journey. And really quick, I'm gonna have you guys stand up. I wanna take a moment for you guys to pray together as a family. Let's start today discipling our family. So if you guys will gather around your family or the person next to you and pray with them, we're just gonna take a couple of moments to pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for everyone in here, God. I thank you for these families. Lord, I pray that you can just help these parents on this journey of parenting and discipling them, Lord. I pray that you're with them every single day as they wake up and as they go to bed, Lord. I thank you for what you are doing here at the church, Lord. I pray that the ones who are feeling lonely, Lord, that you can have people come alongside them and help them. I pray for people to have mentors to come into their life today, Lord. I pray for those who are hurting here today. Maybe they're hurting with something in their family. Maybe there are uh, spouses or marriages, Lord, that need to be restored today. In Jesus' name, God, I pray that they are restored, Lord. I know that we are a example of putting a family back together, Lord, and so I just pray right now for those families who are hurting, Lord, that you restore them, that you put them back together, God. We lift up all of the kids and the youth, Lord, today. We lift them up to you, Lord. We submit them to you. We believe that there is going to be a fire that is going to happen in, this, in these kids' lives and that they are going to be bold and strong as they, as they go out into the world and they make disciples, Lord. We thank you for what you are doing, Lord, and we thank you for this day. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys. You guys, uh, we have our, uh, I think we might have one more thing. If you guys want to take a seat, we have someone that is going to be letting you guys go. Thank you guys. I love you guys so much. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about New Beginnings Fellowship, connect with us or give, visit nbfhollister.org. Have a great week. And remember, we are the church who radically loves, serves, and encourages. Thank you.